1: Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: All right, my talkers, it's the final hour of Lori and Julia. Let's have some fun on this gloomy Wednesday. Time to brighten the mood a little bit here in the studio. Lori and Julia, take it away.
2: Is it gloomy out? Because we can't tell the blinds I'm are play, drawn, and we're not happy I'm about to play it. tennis after work. Are you playing outside? I'm oh, trying. It's, it's, sunny. It mess. it's it or miss. It's nah, it or miss. Yeah, it's, good. it's right. nice. It's going to be fine, Julia. But you first know what?
1: time in seven weeks. You know what I think is
2: stranger than strange? And I'm glad to see that a couple of my favorite celebrity online um, bloggers also think it's strange. Brad Pitt's fluffy headlines that have been pouring out of his publicist they really are. since last Friday when he lost the lawsuit against Angelina Jolie over the Chateau Miravelle. Well, it's actually the company He lost the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. He has to turn over paperwork to the company she sold it to. We learned about his um, Carmel. Um, $40 million purchase. Uh, oh, and that didn't co- go off well because, you know, what? he is getting sued for all that housing in Katrina that's full of mold people have bought houses that are full of mold and not in uninhabitable. And Mm -hmm. when you go to new Orleans, even in 2019, when Casey and I went to the jazz fest and we were on, um, we were just on like a, a tour and it included the lower ninth ward and just seeing where these flood floods came in to get an idea. Cause I didn't, have a geographical idea about New Orleans and anyway they even point out the row of houses they go these are the um, Brad, Brad Pitt houses. houses the Brad Pitt houses from uh, the make it right foundation and the the people there have been displaced
1: yes so yeah that didn't hurricane Katrina 2005 five
2: so this has been going on for a long time yep. so that that 40 million on the new house wasn't going down well so then then a story, his publicist, and listen, publicists got to do what a publicist does, which is yes. to generate good publicity to offset bad stuff. But now the story that they're running to People Magazine and then Daily Mail hijacked it is that the People Magazine cited this, cited a source who told them this about Brad. Brad has a large group of artsy friends in L.A. that he hangs out with. He's dating, but is not in a serious relationship. The Daily Mail and everybody else. Brad Pitt is dating somebody, you know, and running running away with it. And <laughs> I never like the word artsy anyway. I always think it sounds so affected, and I don't know why they
1: continue to use that with him. Effective and dismissive at yes. the same time.
2: Yes, and it's, Justin Theroux, yeah. his publicist used yeah. that as a thing with Jennifer and He preferred the artsy, and no, card. of No, it's
1: dismissive Yeah, it's and not, effective. It's not, it's not, not a, a good, good pu- word.
2: It's not a good word. So... Anyway, uh, and um, and then also for Brad and this people's story, it is a puff piece ahead of the bullet train, which comes out next week. There you go. And it's short on detail, big on fluff. And it also says, you know, that he's, you know, spends some time with his children. Um, here's, an, an, <laughs> and <laughs> living
1: the best years of his life. Life right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's
2: just like, I just want to say, okay, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, I really do. I, I I feel like his he's getting benefit, you know, of the fluff. Brad will he will always get the benefit of that, um, and uh, you know, I think that's true. But like, just it seems overkill to have all these little quotes that he's, you know, living his dating li- and living
1: his best, best life. life. It's been
2: in September; it'll be six years. And Six oh, years since wow. uh, the incident on the plane in International Falls, and Angelina left the next day.
3: Oh, wow. Six years.
2: Yeah, and it's only been since last fall that he got to see the kids without somebody else. Oh, Lord, I know, but the asked. kids are in Rome right now yeah, with Angelina. Have. And um, I don't know. Uh, and, and then the other quote from the People magazine is that he still has a pretty good relationship with his children. Now That's such a silly quote. Isn't it? Yeah. My goodness. I want to tell Brad maybe he needs a better club team.
1: He has dinner with the younger kids when they're all in LA. Since the kids are older now, they have their own lives and friends. Brad is still in a pretty good relationship with. That would just be. That's bad. That's not a good thing to have a source say. He loves. He loves architecture and he loves creativity. Okay, wow. An actor loves creativity. Like, okay, Jan, thank you, Breaking News. That's really it. That was like a... And they a, ran to People Magazine yeah, with this.
2: Oh, I know. All I right, know. so
1: I would just say, um, stop the insanity.
2: Okay, well, here, let's have more um, of not that. Not a Brad
1: Pitt. No, um, not a Brad not Pitt. Not
2: Jamie Foxx and Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, Leonardo is back for his second yacht uh, big ass yacht trip of the I, summer. Does this this man has a life? He certainly does. And Camilla Cabello or Camilla Moroni is nowhere to be seen on this yacht. Camila Cabello. Can you, Can you see
1: him, Shawn Mendes, and Camila Cabello? Well, she's, with- she,
2: she's, I don't know if she's over twenty five, but um, <laughs> anyway, Jamie Foxx is very very single. He seems like he would be a fun person to um, you know have as a as a wingman. And uh, because earlier in July, Leo was with Toby McGuire and Lucas Haas and that posse. And again, the girlfriend, Camilla Maroney, was filming in Minnesota. Right. She was. She was. But now he is on a yacht with Jamie, no sign of Camilla. So I don't know what is going on with that. But um, I love the one thing that I've noticed Leo has really, really loved and has embraced. Since. His belly? No. Well, he's done that. Yes. <laughs> he wears a mask. And i he wears a mask because he's trying to dodge paparazzi. I think that's, I, what a great thing. Very and hard. I think he's one of those celebrities in Hollywood that was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, this way I'll look like I'm caring or something. But really, it's dodging paparazzi. Because you anyone. put on a baseball cap yeah. and sunglasses and, an and mask. a mask and you could be anybody. You could. That's right.
1: So, Leo, Leo, I, I have a cute story for okay. you, and I want you to uh, tell me if this is true or not. Do you think? Okay, so. Um, I'm sorry to hurt your heart with the bad news, but yeah, I, I just had to point that out. I just. That it's, it goes it's so in obvious. one ear and out the other. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't absorb it. I don't absorb the yeah. harsh feelings. Yeah. Okay, Nicole Kidman. It is our job to be on top of gossip. Lori, I appreciate <laughs> it because you are a deep digger. I just can't go down that path as harshly as you. Okay, Nicole Kidman and Hobby Keith Urban reportedly planning to renew their oh. wedding vows they want to renew their what why? marriage vows and adopt another child do you think this no, is true
2: that is a completely made-up story okay that <laughs> is that's completely fair made-up story that's
1: fair I, I don't believe that at all they just celebrated 16
2: years nicole and keith urban do not strike me as that i don't know why people need, to, need to, re- to renew vows. their vows it's it's everybody I've ever seen on television any way that renews their vows, whether it's a soap or opera, can, reality show, or drama. It, they always end up breaking up. You think so? Yeah. This is done. It's You don't need to. You've already proclaimed your love to each other once right. and done it. Don't make your friends and family go through that again.
3: <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> thinking. Same. Oh,
1: good
2: Lord. <laughs> Tree yourself to doing something the two of you like to do together. There you, you go. Know?
3: There you go. That's you don't cool. need
2: to involve other people. In, I don't believe that. You know, maybe have a party, have a dance party. I'll never be opposed to that. A dance but party? Just, just, uh, actually, like, oh, God, that just gives me hives. <laughs> but I have been married three times. So
1: let's face it, <laughs> that, I've true. had three You've wonderful had, you weddings. Have, you have. Three very different weddings. Have. I've experienced them all. Okay. Basically. Victoria Beckham is going to reunite with the Spice Girls for a docuseries. Did you read oh, this? Oh, that. Well, that
2: is nothing. Reunite for a docuseries. She's going to sit down with cameras. I want to know about the in-law
1: drama. Lori, it is, you, it, I love to get to the
2: dirty, it, dirty, it, dirty be, dirt. Because listen to this. Now, I, a couple other sites have pointed out that Victoria Beckham and her future daughter-in-law during the engagement, they were like fangirling on Instagram over each other's posts.
1: And then now there's nothing? Now, Do you think something went down at the wedding? Yes, here's what happened. At Brooklyn, at, at
2: Victoria Beckham's son's uh, wedding When Brooklyn married Nicola in Palm Beach, Nicola's family was seated at the head of the table, but the Beckhams were at a different table. Victoria felt very put out by this. I agree mm. with her. I think the father and bride groom's parents are on the same level. I would agree. Okay, I would agree. And there were rumors that the Beckhams felt left out of the whole process. Now, Nicola is a granddaughter of a billionaire, so she probably was some kind of a um, a bridezilla, but of really epic proportions. I would would say so, too. And um, anyway, Brooklyn and Nicola are always with her family. They're always posting. They haven't liked each other's birthday things. They didn't do any liking of each other's wedding photos. It's just... I think it's mother son's drama. I think Victoria Beckham doesn't like Nicola for Brooklyn because she knows he is going to get his
1: heart broken by her. Oh, interesting! And she—he's only twenty three, and these guys have been together for like three years. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh my word! I just have this
2: certain impression of certain of of some certain mother son relationships, and some of them are. Um, you know, sometimes the mom is overbearing or too much of a, you know, what did what do we? Johnny and I used to call you when oh a helicopter a helicopter parent or helicopter. <laughs> But I mean, helicoptering is different as an adult. You gotta. I think when you helicopter your parent, your kid is a as an adult.
1: Whoa. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, you just thought what I would call being a really excellent some... mom. Yeah, some... you, they cl- coined a helicopter grant. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I was just so good at my job, anyway. you know, rearing children for That's our society. Right. That's right. But that do... I got accused of helicoptering around them. <laughs> well, you were. They'd forget their lunch every once in a yeah, while. Yeah. Whatever.
2: Was... But but this is I think the Beckhams And the pelts is. I think it's. They've got to be noticing now to quote Wendy William the streets are talking.
1: You know what's always hard? The streets are talking. You know what's hard is when you have sons Mm -hmm. and they're dating someone or marry someone, girls go to their mom. That is inevitably the relationship.
2: A daughter, daughters. Mm -hmm.
1: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
2: All right. Hey, Holly, it's our hump day dirt alert. Hi, Holly.
0: Hey, Lori and Julia. Yes, happy hump day to all those who celebrate. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, got an update from a story that broke yesterday. And sad news Tony Dow indeed has passed away at the age of 77. This after his premature death announcement yesterday. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, we kind of knew that yesterday, didn't we? That it would just be a matter of probably the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, it was reported that Tony Dow was in hospice. There was a premature announcement via his uh, Facebook page yesterday, but a statement p- posted to his Facebook page today said that they have received confirmation from Tony's son, Christopher, that he passed away early this morning. So, Do,
2: do people, do young people know about Wally and the Beave? I mean, I'm not talking about like maybe teenager, but is that show, Leave it to Beaver, still on?
0: I bet somewhere on planet Earth. Yeah, but I mean, do you think? How well, you think, like, I'll speak as a millennial. Okay, as a, I will speak for the entire yes, a you. voice of a generation. Uh, so, Leave It to Beaver was in reruns on. Um, Nick at Night back in the late mm. 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And so that's how, if you had access to cable television, yes. that's where those reruns ran. Okay. Leave it to Beaver was already kind of a, a television trope. They had reboots of Leave it to Beaver in the late 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. So still the Beeve, I think, is what it was called. Yeah. So, so it's kind of the template for all of those 50 sitcoms. I think Leave it to Beaver is the one that you think of immediately yes. when you're thinking of old school 1950 mm-hmm. sitcoms with mom, dad, the yeah. kids. Yeah. Solving uh, problems every week. Yeah. And Wally. And yeah. Wally. Yeah. Just yeah. great yeah, brother. Great brother. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Chris Rock. It seems like he's ready to start joking about the Oscar slap. Right. This, according to Deadline, they're saying that uh, shows at Madison Square Garden over the weekend, he was kind of addressing the situation. Oh, it was funny, and
2: it was a diss at the same time. It
0: really was. Uh, Did you guys hear the audio? (laughs) No. No, we haven't heard it. Oh, okay. So Chris Rock, according to Us Weekly... and. sources at Madison Square Garden who saw the show said, uh, Chris Rock said anyone who says words hurt have never been punched in the face. He later said that I'm not a victim. Yeah, that bleep hurt bleep. I shook that bleep off and I went to work the next day. I don't go to the hospital for a paper cut. Yeah,
2: that is so good. That is just such a good sick burn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Chris Rock is currently on a national comedy tour with Kevin Hart and so apparently this is part of his set now, so he's going to be making similar jokes.
2: There you go. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. processed it, and I think that's a, that. Like, I like that that two liner.
0: Yeah. It yeah. Worked. I expect more from Chris Rock yeah. when he's doing his big set at the O2 Arena in London in yeah. September that he's co-headlining Boy. with with Dave Chappelle. So we have that to look yeah. forward to. Have you guys seen the pictures of Anna De Armas Marilyn Monroe in yes. blonde? Oh yes. my, you're a She looks she's gorgeous. She looks exactly like her. So we're talking about new photos that were released today from Netflix of Anna de Armas starring as Marilyn Monroe in this upcoming biopic, Blonde. And I'm with you guys. I was shocked. I think she looks beautiful. I-,
2: I couldn't believe it. And yeah. then I couldn't believe it in watching the last movie star. We we're like on the third episode that Joanne Woodward's in a movie called Stripper. And she looked like Marilyn Monroe. She did, Lori. Holy she crap, did. she yes. was a babe. Joanne Woodward. She had so many different looks. She's was like, I really am appreciating her, but I'd never heard of this movie, The Stripper. And then they showed, you know, some clips from it. And I'm like, wow, there was really a Marilyn Monroe look in there that really
1: was, 60s yes. with
2: that very peroxided kind of bouffant hair and, you know. Kind of the, the, smizing the whole time, all this talking with your eyes.
0: <laughs> yes, before Tyra Banks was smizing, yeah. Marilyn Monroe and Joanne Woodward yeah. were doing it on the big screen. Yeah, The Last Movie Stars. That's a documentary series on HBO and HBO Max right now, directed by Ethan Hawke. Six episodes about Paul Newman and Joanne it's Woodward. so good. I, how many are you I've watched
2: three. Oh, you, you did? Three, you uh, did watch
1: two more uh, last night. Yeah, it's so good. It really is, Holly. How about you? Are you
0: loving it? Yeah, I've watched all six episodes. Oh, I completed it last night.
2: Yeah, it it's just fa- It's a fascinating. Like it was fascinating to me that he and Robert Redford became friends from working on that. You know, yeah. Rich Cassidy. And yeah, yeah, I just and what a her career and how about when that one episode ends with her Joanne Woodward in her own voice saying. If I had known how much work children would be, I don't know if I would have had them if I had to do it all over again. After all, actors don't make great parents.
1: That was the very first one.
2: No, that was the Oh, Was like it? The third, then I heard, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I Are mean, you watching Holly, it too, Julia? Yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah. You don't often hear somebody be that frank and then just how how they were about like being ahead of... You know, civil rights and, you know, the friendship with Gore Vidal. Yes. I don't know. I'm just loving that Ethan Hawke did this. So glad he did it because it looks like it seems like a lot of work.
0: Yeah, the, this is a monumental undertaking. Yeah. And, it, you know, when you learn in the last movie starts at the beginning of the uh, the documentary that they specifically asked Ethan Hawke to make this movie well, series about Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman. I think one of the big takeaways that I had, so I'll just speak to the first mm-hmm. three episodes so I won't give any away, is that I definitely did not recognize Joanne Woodward for the movie star that she was. Yes, when, I think that's, I think, yeah. 100%. Yep.
2: Yep, it, yeah. it is like a really amazing, like she was an incredible actor.
0: And that she wanted to be a movie star, yes. period. That was her goal. She was like, I am going to do this. Well, she was like nine or something. I think her aunt remembers. Yeah, and that Joanne Woodward was the star of that relationship. Yes. But it took Paul Newman some time. Yeah, it did. Yes, it did and that he didn't quite find his voice i would argue until maybe perhaps the early 60s Yeah. and that he was a very complicated man this mm-hmm. paul newman yeah
2: he sure was and, and i was really struck at um how kind you know her the stepkids are you know cuz joanne and paul have this torrid affair for yes, five did. years and leave yes. their mom for the three kids and that the bonus kids the stepkids feel so Fondly and lovingly towards Joanne, that she worked, she put her all into those children and gave up acting basically.
0: Yeah, well, I I don't know what episode she talks about it, but Stephanie Newman, Paul Newman's daughter from his first marriage, Mm -hmm. she actually has a tattoo in honor of Joanne Woodward. Yeah, because Joanne Woodward meant so much to her as a stepmother. Yeah, yeah, you look this. It's It's so good. It's good for fans of old Hollywood. Mm -hmm. It's good for people who are fans of creativity. It's good for people who are interested in dynamic relationships. Yeah. Because definitely Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman had a complicated relationship, but they made it work.
2: Yeah, they sure did.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah that's so on good. HBO Max right now. Blonde is going to be on Netflix in September. Okay, and, and it, at the Venice Film gonna Festival. It's going to
1: be at the Venice
0: Film mm-hmm. Festival. Oh, my. Well, I'm intrigued enough to watch the darn movie. Oh, gosh, yes. It's got an NC-17
1: rating after all. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, yes. Let's clutch our pearls. <laughs> you know it. Thank
2: you. Thanks, Julia. This scandal, this scandal would be, um, you know, it. the book came out more than 50 years ago. So the book is a book called Go Ask Alice, which came out in 1971. And I remember reading this book maybe, maybe like in, Ninth grade. Okay. And uh, it was passed around like it was porn. Okay. And this book was, well, that's the thing. It was always, go ask Alice. And it was called anonymous mm-hmm. by anonymous. There was never an author credit on the book and you're never really. And what we found, what we found out is there's this guy who for seven years has been working on a book called Unmask Alice that the that we got scammed. It was a fake diary and it duped millions of kids. And I had um I I just remember after I read the book, I told my mom, I'll never do LSD. Well,
1: this is what in okay. my memory, because <laughs> I never read it, yeah, but my memory is drugs you never want to do as a teenager ever ever and the song go ask alice when you're 10 feet tall yes the
2: jefferson airplane yes. song
1: because really you're never the,
2: the 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 gateway drug of the book's narrator who's never named um we assumed because, it was alice. because of the jefferson airplane referencing referencing title because that song does say go ask alice yeah. Um, People just assume that it was Alice. Right. And most readers um, refer to the protagonist that's narrating the story to you is uh, Alice. And the drug that you're being warned about in Go Ask Alice is LSD. And the book vilifies it and scares you to death because at the end of the book, it reveals that three weeks after, you know, the book was put together that Alice...
1: Died. died in an OD of LSD, which Ye- was prevalent in the 70s. I don't even know. Yeah, you would. It was uh, the big drug in the 70s. Yeah. And people might jump off. That's what huh. my mom
2: always said. Don't ever do LSD. You'll want to jump off a building and think you can fly. And that was. That and,
1: and maybe. Okay.
2: So so there's this book that came out, Rick Emerson. It's called Unmask Alice, LSD, Satanic Panic, and the Imposter Behind the World's Most Notorious Diaries. So, one of the taglines for the book, Go Ask Alice, was Truth is Stranger Than Nonfiction, because if this was just written from scratch, you would never believe it. Okay. And um, and so, he said he started writing the book in 2015, and the themes he uncovered are very contemporary, because uh, it was LSD in the 70s, Richard Nixon's War on Drugs, and... You know there was all this stuff coming about LSD, and they were using it on soldiers, and it was very much ready to be vilified. Right? Okay. Okay. And um, and in and in, in, in his book, he weaves in how even in current time there are contemporary obsessions with scammers and multi level marketing that these kind of things still go on. People still try and reach out for fame, and but it turns out that the woman who wrote go ask alice which it you very much it's the descent into addiction and right. exploitation she becomes a teen sex worker she becomes homeless you know she's strung out it's just it's probably for parents at the time they're like read it read right, this book sure. you know because it was just like uh again like i said the postscript and it's written like a diary it oh, says it is? yes 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 and um the narrator relapses and dies, I said. And looking back on it, this guy says, really, it's amazing it ever got published because the imprecise descriptions of drug use. And there was so much hokey verbiage in the book and various descriptions of what the book was about. And the fact that the publisher wanted her to publish it anonymously and not under a name, he says, were clues that they knew. It was BS. They, yeah, that maybe this was just a made-up thing, but you know it wasn't. They they, the book was presented as a real diary of a real teenage girl, and, and it so, wasn't. It was from the mind of this woman who was, um, according to this author who wrote Unmasked Alice, she got the idea when she volunteered at the Utah State Hot hospital youth center and a young woman was confiding into her different things that happened to her. Dreams
1: of consciousness. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, Lori, when you read this book, how did you get the book? I got, I think we got it at the library. It was like a young adult. It was marketed. Oh, it was a YA book? Y- yes. Oh, I didn't think. Okay. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow,
3: that's that's yes. crazy. Isn't yeah, that crazy. And she
1: presented the book like she found
2: it and she reassembled this young woman's diaries. This is how she presented it. But she pushed and pushed to her name was Loretta Sparks to get a credit on the book. And the publisher just said, no, anonymous is more compelling, but this author of Unmask Alice thinks because they, they kind of maybe knew that this was she made it all up. Straight straight up. Um and then she went on to do another book called Jay's Journal, which helped trigger the satanic panic of the nineteen eighties. That accused heavy metal and Dungeons and Dragons of turning t- teens murderous and suicidal. So oh. she did these two different books, one in the 70s, you know, that one with L.S.D., and then the so called night. Vaguely remember that, well, Tipper Gore, you know, wanted to put the things.
3: Uh,
2: that's when they had to put the stickers on things. Parents really got worried about video games. Oh, the parental advisory
3: stickers and the ratings on video games. Yes, and so
2: Loretta's book, Jay's Journals, which she also presented as like being from a real kid. Right. Um was just, again, based on a story of a kid that she knew that already was having depression and, ha- you know,
1: having... And she made up this whole story. And, and and by the way, the order was she took the title of the book from the just, just, yes. Jefferson Airplane song, which is called White Rabbit. White
2: Rabbit, that's right. Go ask Alice, Alice when she's 10 feet tall. We'll have to go out with that song today. So... um Anyway, I, you know, he he was like this guy writing on Mass Alice. He said, surely somebody has already revealed that this is not a real diary. And the only place he ever saw anyone question it was in 1979. Um, the school library journal wrote a story called The House That Alice Built about okay. how this was not a true diary at all. So, and Jay's Journal wasn't a true diary at all, but how influential, and Go Ask Alice sold six million copies. That's what I
1: was wondering, and it was also made into a 1973 TV movie. Yes. And
2: they got used, think of them, Go Ask Alice and Jay's Journal, like as literary paper dolls or mannequins. If you're you calling
1: will. it literary con. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Because I just remember, like, my sister
2: and I were like, we're never doing LSD. That was our takeaway from the book. But we were like 14 and 13 right. when we read it. And it wasn't that big, but, you know, it was written anyway. And she, she always claimed that she was, she claimed different things about herself and claimed that, you know, she was, you know, um, what did she say she was? Uh, that she had like a, a four-year degree in counseling and, you know, all these things. She didn't have any of that, but she she did a comp of the idea you could write a book, get it published, and have it be successful and still be in print 50 years later. Isn't that crazy? It's just this huge, gigantic cultural implant, imprint. And she came from a very unstable family background, and she wanted to make something of herself. Yeah. That's the other thing we discover in Unmask Alice. Her intentions weren't to deceive. She just wanted to scare the hell out of kids.
1: William Shatner was in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Andy and- Griffith. Mm hmm. <laughs> How weird that this was fake, because that book, I remember, I can tell you the cover. Oh, yeah. I can tell you Avon Books published it. I mean, it really was... Because in middle school, we viewed it like porn,
2: because there was sex, drugs, all this stuff. We'd never read anything like it. I mean, we were, like, passing it around. And And then in the 80s, the kids were passing around Jay's Journal. Anyway, if you're... never heard
1: of Jay's Journal, but... We
2: wouldn't have yeah, read we that, to, but that would have been, you know, kids. We're in the that, wrong age group. Wrong age group. But the book is called Unmask Alice, the true scammer behind the fake diary. Go ask Alice. That duped millions of kids, but maybe also kept. Um, he kept kids, you off drugs. I kept a silly it was a LSD. blessing and a curse.
1: I mean, isn't that kind of interesting? Because though, that did scare a lot of people. Yes, it did. Oh All right, gosh, there you go. We'll one. be right back. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for finding the the
2: white rabbit song is related to our old story about Go Ask Alice. <laughs> here's a
1: little. Here's a little thing from a listener about mm-hmm. Go Ask Alice, ladies. I read Gore Scalise along with every other girl I knew, and I don't know anyone who thought it was absolutely true except for Lori. Yeah. <laughs> we thought it was based, whoa. I'm
3: Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym
0: to work out. Pretty sure that's j And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
3: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Wait, I don't know anyone who thought it was absolutely true. We thought it was based on a real diary, but I yeah. don't remember ever hearing anyone saying it was an honest-to-gosh diary. You know, like, big time. Uh, we Whatever. all read it as a diary. That but here's was, what she yeah. says. Like you. It kept me on the straight and narrow. What <laughs> kept me from LSD? Well, right. What <laughs> is it <that? laughs> You know, and it's I funny. I never
2: would try LSD because of reading Go Ask Alice. That was imprinted in my brain, and my mom telling me you'll think
1: you can fly. No, that or heroin. Yeah, it's same heroin because something scary. I mean, well, first of all, I would never do it because it was it just. Yeah, that book was presented as a real girl's diary, right? Isn't that wild? Yeah, but I mean, it didn't. I
2: guess it didn't matter. But this guy has put a lot of work, and I guess I wanted to give a plug to him and his book and have it be vintage scandal without having him actually be on. And having, I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that that I didn't have to go hunt him down. And so sort does of Graham. Yeah, but he yeah. probably would. You know, I mean, I he put seven years of research That's into it.
1: Unbelievable, but he probably would have been really interested. Well,
2: yeah, because he related it to other things. Apparently, this was a story I read in Jezebel about how you know um, the strong desire. To be famous and known has been around for a long time. But the fact that, um, yeah, she was so influential with how many books she sold.
1: I mean, that is a ton. And then not to get to be able to put your name on the cover.
2: That's why she's Jay's journal. That's why she went right for the the the
1: Satanic panic. Drugs work, I'm going to go to the devil. That's right. (laughs) We're going to go there. Um... Okay, so today Grant posted for us... Um, Lizzo forever.
3: Oh, that is cute.
1: I know. Harry and Style sending Lizzo flowers after she knocked him off the top spot in the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> they have the cutest friendship. They really do. And the 100-year-old bowler who celebrated his birthday after, and he got a turkey, three strikes in a row. But, I mean, Harry, I mean, orange, red, and pink... That's fabulous. What a fabulous book. Well, those are great colors. Yeah, That's color blocking at its finest. It really is. I <laughs> remember when I first learned the term color blocking Can and you, I yeah,
3: I was just gonna ask. I've
1: it's it's I learned it from Lori's friend Sandy, and we were out in LA at the SAG Awards yeah. and we went to this cool shop at Kitson, I wanna say. Yeah. It was. And there was a color blocking shirt and it did orange, red, and what was the last Pink? color? Pink. Pink. And and I'm like and and she goes oh this is fabulous it's color blocking I'm like what is color blocking there's three bright colors on here so now you get to explain uh, what is color blocking Lori it's just having those three colors together is it just yeah the,
3: mixing, mixing three bold, bold and often contradictory yeah. colors together in one yeah. ensemble to make a beautiful piece mm-hmm. but it's
1: called color blocking yeah. for some reason it should be just called a color extravaganza
3: there we go
2: where's the official Hizo collab. Oh. Gary Styles and Lizzo. Mm-hmm.
3: The song of that will be a song of a summer. First of oh. all.
2: I mean, I don't know. He's on a tour. She's going on a tour. I just like that. Someday, maybe. Yeah, I just love that he sent her flowers for knocking him off know, the Billboard Hundred. That's sweet.
1: I think so too.
2: And they are buddies. Yeah. He's, he's a gentleman. He really is. And I can't wait to see what he wears in um. At the Venice Film Festival, oh, I, and know, will he
1: bring? Mm-hmm, will they, she's the director. Oh yes. They will. Will they walk arm and arm? Will they act like they know each other? Will yes. they kiss? Oh ah, yeah. Will they yeah. do all this in public? Well, they might not kiss because she, because you know,
2: she's involved with uh, Ted d- Sadiqis.
1: As or, I like to call Ted even, Lasso. that's Ted what Sadikas. I call him. Larry. yeah, I'm pretty, but I'm they're progressed. involved
2: in logistics and battling over the children, so she might not want to rub in. This is true. Her, you know, love for Harry, her amazing love life. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: So, Grant, we never got to our stories about uh, the Today Show had a thing on about oh, yeah. um, uh, that seventy percent it, it, of Gen Z wa- watches movies and TV shows with. Subtitles, but I was going to say Casey and I watch almost everything in subtitles. There's so many mumblers out there. Okay, but there mumblers are
3: mumblers and okay. loud noises.
1: How do you get it on Peacock?
3: Oh, well, I would that would be a TV thing. You can just set it through your TV, like so your yeah, device you, If
1: you go to your device and set it. Up had that you want closed captioning, but it's on Comcast, and then you go to HDMI 2, yeah. which takes you off of Comcast. Yeah, I know that, so then you no. got to
3: do it internally on the TV. So the initial remote oh. that we get remember when you did this to your mom this morning with the phone? Yeah. Here we go can. again. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get the initial remote need for the TV. Uh,
2: subtitles for the Real Housewives Ultimate that's, Girls that's Trip
1: a, <laughs> Because I to keep up with all the yelling there and the was, insulting. There was something else I was watching, and I couldn't figure out how to get it on because yeah, you can't right. toggle around on those. Yes. Yeah. yes they don't make it easy no
2: casey knows how to do it i don't know how to do it i only know how to do it cl- if it's on you know the cable. regular comcast yeah you yeah. can just
3: tell it to you know but if you yes. don't but, you have to grab your initial the tv that came the yeah. remote that came with the tv go to your settings but i caption, i, there I there
2: really feel like I, we
3: watch everything with me too with I captions. Love it. yeah that and i also there, my i other, don't
1: watch tennis no no, no. It's it's sports easy. it gets sports in the way it gets in the way
3: you know they were saying that in this article that they were talking about that a lot of millennials do it because they can read and then have their phones in their hand and not completely pay attention. Oh, I completely disagree. I disagree with that. I think it's purely because of people are mumbling. There's so many accents in all these shows. Oh, now. I can't.
1: Right, I cannot right? keep it straight. It, I want to know. Like Peaky Blinders, can anyone oh. watch that show without captions? Could not. Could do not. It. Or Dairy
2: right. Girls. I've not oh, seen no, Dairy Girls. Oh no, Dairy Girls. You can You, you have you gotta to have. have captions. You can't Peaky understand. Peaky Blinders. Sex, is- sex Education. <laughs> put it on for some yeah i just kind of gotten
1: used to it i like it yeah, i so love it i like mm. it and and it I, I remember first doing it with my daddy because he was so deaf i did not want to have the <gasps> tv so loud yeah that's
3: the worst so mm-hmm. we put
1: it on and the kids would complain i'm like this is teaching you reading be quiet yeah because <laughs> you right. want to watch tv or do you want
3: to go read a book <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we'll doc this is your minutes reading for the day there you go oh mm. my gosh Whoa. All right, what else do we it's know? It's a
2: beautiful, sunshiny night, so I hope everybody has a good, fun Wednesday night yeah. plan. Maybe a happy hour, a barbecue, a walk, oh. a tennis
1: date, a pickleball. Oop, what do you say? Oopa? Do they yell Oopa? No, Lori, that's at a Greek restaurant. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. Don't they yell something in Oopa?
2: No. I read a pickleball and a uh, story and parade, and there's something that you're missing saying.
1: Begins with a no. Oh, mine usually start with an F. Okay. <laughs> um, have a great night, everybody. Thanks, Grant. No problem. All right, we'll be back tomorrow.